Welcome to Health University, the online classroom and podcast dedicated to empowering women and couples on their fertility, pregnancy, perimenopause, and emotional relationships journeys. I'm Dr. Susan Fox, a women's health expert with over 20 years of experience in helping women and couples navigate fertility challenges and heal their whole health and reproductive health. With compassion, clarity, and practical tips, our podcast episodes provide a wealth of information tailored to your unique needs. We're passionate about helping you understand your own body and its connection to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. I'd be honored if you would help me by taking a moment to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Your positive feedback helps us reach more listeners who can benefit from our empowering and educational approach to fertility and holistic wellness. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Health University, where each week we try to provide you with some information and education to improve your own health, including your fertile health. We're in the series of your fertility and improving your fertile health. And so today I'd like to talk about how to identify and remove environmental and home toxins. You know, we want to keep our, our bodies as clean since we are the home for a an implanting embryo and growing fetus. And so we want to make sure that our home and our self-care is doing the best we can to create a nice nest for our growing babies, uh, even in preparation for that. So some of the things that we are we are covering today include how to make sure that the external environment, the things we take in, the items we use for our self-care, self-cleaning, home cleaning are as clean as possible. And so I'm just going to go through it a little bit list by list of the things that we do every day. Food, of course, being one of them. It should be no surprise that the recommendation is to choose a uh, organic, a free range, a wild caught source of meat, fresh vegetables, organic wherever possible. And if you want to have a little bit of a resource, I send people to the environmental working group for the clean 15 and dirty dozen. I won't go through those here. It's a pretty, uh, you know, uh, it's a, it's a wonderful little checklist to have when you go to the grocery, the clean 15 and dirty dozen to make sure that at least those items you're choosing organic because they will have the highest content of pesticides. Um, so for meat, for instance, uh, we want to make sure that, as I say, it's, it is either grass fed, grass finished, organic, locally grown if possible. So with vegetables, I want to make sure that you know we we have this idea that it really needs to be farmers market, you know, organic, locally grown. And of course that is ideal, but it's not available for everyone. So my recommendation is if you don't have that uh, easily accessible, please choose organic flash frozen because you're going to get your vegetables as close to fresh when you get them fresh frozen. Uh, if you choose to have something that is canned, sometimes we do just need to have something in the pantry that is canned, please be sure that you're looking for a BPA-free lining in the cans because all of the the, the BPA in the uh, in the in the inside of the can can leach out and be hormone disruptors. One a question I get a lot is what about coffee? Can I drink coffee? And my answer is 
Yes, you can, but please be aware that coffee is one of the highest contaminants for mold. And there's a whole lot of debate out there. If you Google, you'll see some saying yes, you'll see some saying no. Uh, it is grown in an environment that is conducive to mold. So in my opinion, it makes sense that yes, of course, it would be more likely to be uh, containing mold. So choose a, a, a high quality coffee that is uh, certified to be mold free or mold reduced. I personally like the new danger coffee that Dave Asprey has put out. It's, it's very new. And the reason I like it is that it tastes great. It is mold free and he's added back important uh, acids, uh, humic acid and fulvic acid that actually remineralize the coffee so that you're getting the best bang for your buck, literally. Uh, in the notes below, I'll have a link for you to order your coffee uh, from Danger Coffee uh, with, a, with a discount code. Um, let's see, with water. Okay, now we're going to switch over to water. Obviously, our water has had you know chlorine and fluoride and all kinds of things added to our tap water, and it, there's just no getting around that. So my recommendation is to purify your water, and there the, there are two two ways that you can do it. Um, one is the most rigorous; it's how I choose to drink my water, and that is to distill it and then remineralize it. So I use a distiller that will take 100% of the contaminants out, but it also takes out the minerals. So that and we need the minerals. So then I will re-alkalinize that water with a pitcher uh, that has an alkaline filter in it. And so there you can what you're trying to add back in are the calcium, magnesium, potassium and phosphorus. The pitcher will do it. I, I like the one that's called invigorate water. Dot com. There's no association that I have with it. It's just an easy way to just refill that water from the distilled uh, uh, container to the alkalinized um, pitcher. And then I don't have to wonder or worry, am I getting enough of my, my, my minerals back in? If that seems arduous, just go ahead and maybe add to your glass of water, the distilled water, a pinch of sea salt. I like Celtic sea salt, a squeeze of lemon, um, and then make sure if, if that's all you're doing, eat your vegetables because you're going to get your minerals from your from your vegetables. Um, if you want to just use a filter to remove contaminants, you will get rid of the you know bacteria and some of the chlorine, but you don't have that clean, clean, clean water. It's going to be good enough for for most most purposes, but you get to choose just how rigorous you want to be with your clean water. Uh, obviously, I want to make sure that you're avoiding the bottled water that, that is on the shelf. You, when you just squeeze those containers, they're very flimsy. And when you think about it, they're made of plastic and they're being filled with the plastic just barely molded. And so that all of the off-gassing of the, of the uh, contaminants in the plastic itself are going right into the water. So, you know, not really the best way to get your yourself hydrated is with those plastic bottles. I tend to ask that people use uh, ceramic or glass. I know that many love their stainless steel. I get I'm a little hesitant on the stainless steel. I know it's it's 
it's better than plastic, but if you, but there's nothing in my opinion, that's better than glass. So uh, it's easy enough to choose glass, just refill those bottles. And then you're not only taking better care of yourself, you're taking better care of the environment because you're not filling up landfill with more and more and more plastic bottles. With regard to plastics, I want to just kind of go into that a little bit. It is the, it is the phthalates, it is the um, uh, estrogen mimicking off-gassing that is a hormone disruptor. So my recommendation is to just you know remove your home of plastics wherever possible. If you've got some containers that you just feel that you need to keep and store, please store only your dry goods into those containers because wet goods will have the possibility of breaking down that plastic and once again leaching into the item, the food item that is that is uh, being contained. Let's see, what else have I? So many things. Uh, our, our personal care products. So first, our soaps, our toothpaste, our deodorant. Once again, I refer you back to the Environmental Working Group. I'll, ma- I'll make some of the suggestions of what I like to use. For instance, I like to use the Dr. Bronner's uh, Castile soap for my bathing. Personally, I like the scent of the almond. Some people have almonds or nut sensitivity, so that wouldn't be for you. So uh, you know, to take a look at Environmental Working Group. Be sure to check off the box within Environmental Working Group that says, is this EWG certified? Because they're running a list and some of those uh, items are certified and some are not. So just to you know uh, get a more complete list, just check that box and you'll be good to go. Toothpaste. So think about it. I mean, our mouth is probably the closest uh, barrier to our 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 blood, our, our circulatory system. There's not much lining between the mucosa of our gums and our mouth directly to our bloodstream. So the idea of putting chemicals into our mouth so that we have fresh smelling breath is a little bit. Um, off kilter to me. So, so here again, go to the environmental working group. Once again, I have a, I have my own preference. There is a, a company called Biocidin that has a, a toothpaste that is very healthy. It is able to break down biofilm barriers, which oftentimes a, you know, a bacteria or a, a, a microbe wants to coat itself with a, with a, uh, a little coating. And this will help break down that biofilm. That's what it's called. So that when you're cleaning your teeth, you're actually truly cleaning away, brushing away, breaking down that biofilm and breaking away and brushing away those microbes. They've got a three-part system. It is a toothpaste. It is a spray, a little, a little, uh, lo- a little liquid that you can swish your mouth with that also acts as a natural, um, a natural, uh, uh, what do you call it? Face uh, mouthwash, pardon me, a mouthwash. And then deodorant, of course. So n- no to antiperspirants that contain aluminum you know we're supposed to sweat we just don't want to stink so use a an anti-deodorant or a deodorant that has some natural fragrance perhaps essential oil that has you feel that you are not being offensive to to your neighbor in the conference room if we ever go back to live conference rooms um but uh try to stay away from the aluminum based deodorants once again, back to the EWG so that you have a wider variety to choose from as, as to what you know, scents and products work best for you. Beauty products, 
whew, this can be a this can be a doozy because we t- spend so much time with our you know healthful food and water and then we put all kinds of toxins directly into our hair and on our face and you know all of this is absorbable so avoid products that contain phthalates parabens propylene glycol and synthetic fragrances and sometimes they don't say synthetic they just say fragrances uh once again back to the environmental working group you you'll, you'll see several from which to choose and then there are specific companies. If you don't want to go through EWG, uh, you can just search, you know, uh, organic, clean skincare products. And many of these companies will also have um, home care products as well. But I like to just say for your home care, your home cleaning, DIY, it's make it yourself. It is so inexpensive to use uh, a, a combination, a solution that is simply um, vinegar, white vinegar, uh, essential oils, some phosphorus-free dish soap, and some distilled water. Make up your own solution, put it in a spray bottle. That can be what you use to wipe down your counters, clean up your bathtub, you know, all of these things. And then you've got, uh, you've got a nice clean home that isn't leaving behind residue of synthetic and toxic chemical film on your, on the, your home surfaces. Home furniture. This is a tricky one because, you know, much of the home furniture, the upholstered furniture that is being manufactured has by law anti of uh, uh, protectants for fire, fire repellent protectants, which off gas as toxic chemicals. So if possible, if you're making uh, uh, doing a, a remodel or, or uh, home improvement and you are thinking about new furnishings, try to look for natural latex, cotton, down and wool. If you're looking for leather, there are eco leather products. Um, conventional leather can be uh, riddled with toxic uh, dyes and treatments. Um, and then if you are looking at upholstered furniture, ask, ask to see if there are fabrics that um, that have no formaldehyde in them. And if, and just to be on the safest side, when you receive those, those furnishings to the extent possible, sit them in outside of your home for maybe a week and let them off gas in, in, you know, in nature, in the air, uh, put them in your garage, open the door, or, you know, if it's possible to have them even, you know, more in the open air, then they will off gas you know, quicker. Um, so let's see. Uh, uh, and then home maintenance. So home maintenance was, it, it, it's about making sure that, you know, the filtration systems that we put in our home are are kept up. You know, where I live in an area where the last several seasons were, it was very smoky. So putting back out or turning back on the filtration system after it's been used for a few months where it was smoky, I'm not getting the filtration that I need. So make sure you're you're following the directions on the filters that you use. Uh, I, I can make recommendations if you want, feel free to inquire and I'll respond with the recommendations that I have uh, and that I use Molecule, Cowie, uh, there, there are a few that I, that I can recommend, um, but uh, I don't, don't wanna take up time with that now. And then finally, just simple lifestyle practices, things like, you know, washing your hands, 
taking off your shoes at the front door, you know, have your indoor shoes and slippers, maybe have a, a set for some guests so that they can slip off their shoes and not feel uh, uncomfortable about going barefoot or in, only in socks or have some skid-free socks to offer them if, if you don't want a whole bunch of slippers. But what we track into our home can be just as uh, much of a contaminant as what we might otherwise be accumulating in our home. And finally, every time possible, open the windows, let the fresh air in to help it clean out the stale air that has been in our home and um, and accumulating. We really want to be breathing fresh air as much as possible. So those are my tips for today. I want to make sure that I can uh, keep this short and sweet so that you can just go implement them. And I wish you a wonderful day. Well, you heard the bell. Class is dismissed. Your health journey is unique, and I'm here to support you every step of the way. To continue your progress, here are a few pieces of homework for you. One, take the Your Fertility Quiz at yourfertilityquiz.com. Discover your personalized solutions by answering just a few simple questions. It's a great way to gain insight into your health needs and find the next steps to achieve your goals. Two, schedule a fertility assessment call. Connect with our team of experts through a brief personal call where we will dive deeper into your health goals and provide personalized recommendations to help you achieve them. Three, enroll in the program that is right for you. Explore our range of online programs designed to be accessible, holistic, and tailored to your specific needs. With our programs rooted in traditional Chinese medicine and functional medicine, we help you find patterns that may have caused imbalances, how to correct them, and restore your health. And don't forget to stay connected with us on social media. Follow Health University on Instagram at Dr. Susan Fox for inspiration, tips, and updates on the latest developments in wellness and holistic health.